Oh, it, here it is. All right. Painkiller Nearly, uh, episode 95. 95. So, Woody, you're home alone for 10 days. I am. I don't know the story behind it. Uh, and what are the plans? Actually, no. First, tell us, like, what was your Shh. thought when you knew you had 10 days alone? Have How long of the, the oh, I'm going to be lonely? Chance? No, Did you I watch the oh, video? Where, where you're, uh, can I say? Yeah, you're sliding around on your socks with the, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even remember what movie that's from. Risky Business with Tom Cruise. Risky Cruz. Business, before my time. Yeah, that was. I, I was like, am I going to do all this and no one's going to get the joke? Uh, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. I, I thought I, maybe it was iconic enough that, like... I know it, but, but like, I, I mean, I watch a lot of movies. Like, I knew like, it more from and that, you're also that not uh, Guitar Hero commercial yeah, I'm not from years ago. Yeah. Was, from Guitar Hero, you say? I knew it more from the Guitar Hero commercial hmm. years ago than the risky business movie oh where the it was a it was a girl though it was like uh, it was a hot blonde chick and she was yeah, in some a- ladies slides in and then she's jamming out on the plastic guitar I was, I was just counting on it being iconic enough right because like um king kong climbing the empire state building is before my time but i still know that scene everybody does um scarlet frankly my dear i don't give a damn by the plane or whatever long before my time but everyone knows that scene right I was hoping that somehow the uh, underwear dance. Of. Well, <laughs> for you at your age, it's like someone referencing one of Homer's more obscure epics, not the Iliad <laughs> or the Odyssey. You know, one of those ones that's on the lower shelf at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the underwear dance. It'll be live, I guess, by the time most people see this. It's tomorrow's vlog. I was just editing it together, and yeah, I don't know. It should be fun. I think you confused Casablanca with uh, with. Um... It's gone with the wind, no? Gone with the wind. Oh, yeah, I'm but, wrong? But, well, he says, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, and gone with the wind. Okay. But they're by a plane, and, and Bogart saying, here's looking at you, kid, in, uh, in uh, <laughs> Casablanca. I think you're right. I think that's exactly what I did. I, mix, I, I, could, I, I merged them together into some sort of movie fusion restaurant. The Once greatest movie of all time. <laughs> all, and, and just as he's walking away, he turns around and goes, Rosebud. And it's perfection. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they destroy there. the ring. <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, and then they make it home, dollars. and it turns out that uh, I really Dr. like Brian Taylor's Lord of the Rings references. The yeah. fact that he works, it's his like Seinfeld Superman. Like, like you just you know, yeah. <laughs> there's a little mention of it almost every show. So, oh, Hodor. No, no. Um, the what was the thing that I I was like? It's a fan theory. And then it turned out to happen. Right away, it happened. Yeah, right. Like in the opening <laughs> scene the next week, I'm like, son of a bitch. You know, yeah, well, thank hound, you. The, Brand, the thankfully, didn't kill all the White Walkers. But this guy suddenly comes That's back next to week. Life. That's next week. Next week, Bran is going to be literally flying with wings, um, feathery wings, and, and laser beams will come from his eyes, and he's just going to cook them all. Uh, That's that, that'll be my nightmare. Yeah, it turned out you were, uh, you were dead on there. He came right on back. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna pan in, dun 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 into to Brandon's tree, and it's gonna go, and they were all of them deceived. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was Brand the whole time. He's the the grand arbiter, the orchestrator <laughs> of all of it. And then he starts marching down. His legs have been fine. He's a big fan. <laughs> hey, um, do we know who killed the people at the end of the last episode? I guess I just spoiled who? something there again, but. Yeah, so it, so they're definitely. Um, he he called them the. It, it, it's the. Um, men it's the without band of brothers. Or the yeah 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 the men with the, the boys without banners or whatever. It's boys this guy. <laughs> yeah, 
That's, that's like the best uh, 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 pop group from the 90s. Yes, ever. exactly. They sang Cover Girl. I was a big um, fan. And, and they definitely worship, you know, the, the, the fire god. The um, Okay, those guys. Yeah, yeah. But is... It's, uh, it's the is same that... group that... Do you remember? They changed a couple of the actors up, uh, I believe. The, the Lightning... Uh, the Lightning Knight. Uh, Dun- Derek Dundarian. Barrick Dundarian. That guy's name is so hard for me. He was the guy who got brought back to life by the priest of the Lord of Light, who was like kind of like the Sar- Saruman to Melisandre's Gandalf, like the most powerful of the Lord of Light priests. Sure. And he was the one who was bringing him back to life. But they switched him out, I guess, because now the Lightning Lord is some other guy. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I Wait. expected it because it did kind of happen in the book. I didn't so process that. But that guy who brought the other dude back to life like nine times... He was meant to be more powerful than Melisandre? Uh, she referenced it once, and she said something in the show. I don't remember anything in the book referencing it. But they she made said him sound like a drunk. Like, yeah, they made him. They, she said something like, oh, he was like a drunk, but, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Okay, I remember it done, Like, only one man has ever risen from the dead, and he's done it multiple times. So it's kind right. of like, he's like a Dr. House, you know. He's got mm. a terrible drug problem, but he's so great, you just can't fire him. No, it's it's it, yeah. I remember it now. Like like he was a complete joke. He went to the brothels. He was a drunkard. All that stuff when he was in the capital city. Who I always it always slips me um, when he was living there. But then after when he brought that guy back to life, he kind he kind of got some faith because you know he, he literally saw himself bringing the guy back to life and and he kind of cha- kind of changed his ways. Times. I yeah. didn't really get the hierarchy of the fire worshiper. Pizza. And now you've got that smoking have, hot red priestess over there mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with, with Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, because everyone's talking about... Watch me do another spoiler. But, um, they're calling it Kligan Bowl. Have you heard of this? Where the, the hound is supposed Clegane to fight... Bowl. The Clegane Bowl. Yeah, where the hound is going to fight the mountain, perhaps, in the... Uh, the... That seems to be the way things are heading. Um, I heard another fan theory, and that was that... Clegane Bowl. The Sparrow was going to have Tommen represent him. And that would put her in a real quandary because it'll be the mountain against Tommen, and she has to choose herself or her son. And a lot of people online seem to agree that was a more germ thing to do than the Kligan Bowl. Nah, I don't no, think that no, I don't think that. Yeah, that is, that doesn't trial like combat is not just like even in that fucked up world, there has to be some sort of rule against like. Oh, I challenge you to trial by combat. Oh, yeah, I, I, uh, uh, who's your favorite person in the world? I pick them to fight for me. Your mom? You're close to your mom? Hey, Well, the Mrs. person has to agree. I think yeah. what he's saying, that, what the fans are maybe saying, is that the king is so brainwashed that, that he'll be mm-hmm. tricked. That, that the, but I don't think that'll happen. No. no, Cersei's got her hooks in him. Like, just Tommen? as much. Just as much, yeah. I From, don't know. Like, kids and all that mental abuse and uh, dependency <laughs> issues. I'm serious. Like, Cersei's an Let abusive mother. Let me just toss mother. this out there. If Tommen dies, I think, no, Marjorie, I was going to say Marjorie would be the new leader, but I think that would only be true if she had a baby in her belly. I'm yeah, not, I, I get it, a little confused. It, with it, no... Around there, it seems that it really depends on if she's got any, uh, you got like an army of people who like her or anything, because yeah. what they usually do is just go in there and stab, 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 and <laughs> just move along, you know, it's, it's like... He's dead? Stab, stab, stab. Stab them all. Stab them all. <laughs> Little plan B, the stabbing. Pokey, like, pokey, pokey. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets stabbed. I was shocked to see Arya get stabbed, 
but not at all because you saw the old lady coming around sweet coming girl. like sweet I was like staring at that woman like oh shit it's the blonde girl with a mask on she's gonna stab Arya like I saw it coming from a mile away I thought she looked exactly like uh, you know the blue lipped man who was crazy a few seasons ago who lived yeah. in that palace and did magic yeah, yeah. tricks for like 20 minutes in one episode and then it was like well see you later this is a weird kind of adventure where we stop in and, and then leave like this is a Hansel and Gretel we went in your house of candy realized there was trouble and we left uh, I thought it was that guy because it looks exactly like him if you, at the beginning of the scene. Yeah, just the sunken, uh, sallow eyes. I think that Arya is going to, next episode, stumble into maybe that same brothel that Theon's into. Like, yep. that would be pretty cool, right? Because Theon just left uh, Sansa, and now he runs into Arya. I, I, that, that seems like a, a fun thing for the show to do. I'd like that. And then he seems like, like I can't think of who else would whose, whose arms she could fall into that would help her. Um, other than Theon, um, that could even possibly be in that part of the world. I literally missed this whole scene. I, I, it was like 3 a.m. I was up late editing, and I realized Game of Thrones was that day. Like, I have to watch it, or the internet will spoil it for me. And uh, I watched it from like 3 to 4 a.m., and I don't think my retention was very good. Mm. No, you have to rewatch. Well, I'm afraid Arya has been stabbed. Spoiler, you bitch! <laughs> um, also, uh, Jon Snow and uh, Sansa are raising an army to take back Winterfell. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes. and uh, Jamie Lannister is uh, is organizing things down at River Run to try to. I take liked that flat scene. Pitch. That was that, a good scene. You it. see, and I do appreciate like uh, Game of Thrones had a real serious problem with too many old white guys with facial hair, and even. Not like saying like, oh, you know, that's ridiculous because I guess in that medieval kind of era, it'd be a lot of old white guys. But when you add the beard, everybody becomes, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, the it's like the dwarves on fucking uh, The Hobbit. You're like, I don't know their names. Just fucking. Oh, yeah. Like when you're watching that first movie and like they get two dwarf names into like that intro list where they're like, this is Oingi and Boingi. And you're like, all right, fuck it. Like I was I, totally expecting Taylor to be like, oh, you don't know their names? Well, there's Dasher and Dancer and Vanage and Vixen. Just like going through the whole list like he knew them. <laughs> that was one thing that even in even as a kid reading The Hobbit, I didn't give a fuck. Like I just like it was like oh it, it was like when I was assigned to read as a kid something in Leviticus where it was like and Hos uh, you know Jonas beget Noah and Noah beget Samson and Samson be I just just oh whatever 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 just get through those dwarf names. None of this is gonna matter. They all look the same. Kill one, just swap it out. They're not going to die anyway. I'm a child, and I know this is a children's book. <laughs> you know, that'd be pretty fucked. But, yeah, I've, I've liked the recent Game of Thrones episodes, and I I didn't like uh, how easy Arya got out of the assassination. But hang, hang on, hang on. You were talking about, um, you were talking about the old white guys with beards and what you liked about the River Run scene. Oh, the River Run scene. I liked how uh, all of the phrase, they have that nice, like, bonnet cap mm. that... Yeah looks really silly but it makes it really easy to differentiate them and immediately pick like yep those are the two guys that killed you know yeah, at that red wedding they're dressed like henchmen they're wearing black robes with like cowls or something with uh hoods or something like that like yeah you can always pick them out of the crowd and they look dirty and greasy just they look nefarious. like assholes they, wear, they yeah. are worth so much money and they're just greasy, slimy assholes I, who, like they're one of the <laughs> half of a tenth of a percent of people in that world can give can bathe <laughs> when they want and they just choose not to but I liked how Jamie came in and was like 
Yeah, I just walked in here with my entire force. You better be fucking thankful that I'm on your team because what's happening? Like, <laughs> what, what, there's just people standing around. It looked like it, just they were loitering. There was I didn't even it didn't look like a siege. Now, and this, taken that siege that's happening now happened in the books, and like that was supposed to be happening instead of the whole Dorn stuff. And yeah. Um, it's kind of nice to see it happening now. In the books, I remember the dialogue being really good. So I was like, Let's, you know, I, I want to see this acted out. But I don't know if it was just good in my memory or if they altered it. But it, it, didn't, it wasn't so great, the negotiation. I, uh, yeah, I like that scene. I like him facing off against the Blackfish. The Blackfish is a great character. Um, good, good actor, too. He, he said, so, he's like, I wanted to take the measure of you. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like Jamie just really doesn't have anything to say to that. He's like, "Well, shit." <laughs> well, I'll see what I can do to improve your opinion of me. I guess let's dig some trenches, guys. Come on, like, fuck. It's great. Yeah, I, I like the black fish. He's he's a he's a dick, but he's. We'll one hang of your son. We'll cut his throat. And he's like, "Well, do it then," <laughs> <laughs> and walks away. Just like. Yeah. All right. It's because he's not an idiot, and he knows, like, yeah, if this pans out the way I think this is going to pan out, he's dead. already dead no matter what. Yeah, like, I, li I liked what he said to Jamie. I thought it was pretty powerful. It, it, it was some of the more powerful dialogue in the show. You know, something like, I was born in this castle. I'm ready to die here. You know, he was just like, yeah. And Jamie, you could tell Jamie's, like, taking the measure of this guy himself. He's like, shit. All right, this is going to be tooth and nail. He's like, we've got enough food for two years. <laughs> you got two years, Kingslayer. And he's just like, no, I don't. <laughs> I I got like four months tops. <laughs> I gotta get back. Like, <laughs> I'm on a schedule. I got like half a summer to take care of this. So now, now what I know you guys about this overeat. stuff <laughs> is a spoiler by any definition. But I will say, I really enjoyed this part in the books. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm I'm digging I'm digging the show. I really am. Um, I I do wonder like, all right, you got an eight thousand man Lannister army. You couldn't like take out the Sparrow before you left. Like eight thousand of you, eight thousand of you. That's like, a I thing. Feel, yeah. I, I'm having. I a think hard we've time. all seen we've all seen how those like police riot uh, horses deal with crowds and how it's yeah, just very like effectively. it's a losing end <laughs> for the crowd. And, mm -hmm. the, and it's just cops riding horses. They don't have lances, spears, or even pokey sticks. No swords, no sh nothing like that. Eight thousand men on horseback ride into that city and fucking and, and you know maybe a thousand of them are just up front with swords and spears. I just don't understand why this this bunch of dudes in cloaks with like thumpers I'm gonna call them are gonna be able to do yeah, anything. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm having a hard. This the sparrow is yeah. in some ways described as like the most powerful person in the land right now. Right, more powerful than the king, more powerful than this. Like any that's. We get that, right? Unbelievably large numbers, etc. But I haven't seen more than like 12 dudes with perhaps $18 worth of armaments combined yeah. yet. But the thing is, it, it's like a deterrent against mm -hmm. the people rising up. It's like right now, if the United States, or, you know, if we wanted to take like a thousand <laughs> Marines and storm the Vatican and kill the Pope, we could. Like, it would not be hard. We could walk right in, pass the 8th grade tour to our left, and walk up and kill the Pope with a thousand Marines. But then it's the problem of a billion Catholics who aren't enthused and 
are probably well actually they're probably not going to do that much they'll just appoint another one but there's a few extreme catholics out there and hey the whole all all of the muslim community the all of islam makes peace with us we join hands like like this could be a great thing maybe we should kill the pope you think you think I, that's going to be the straw where then all the problems in the middle east are like ah no now that's what we're, we're okay. doing we've been going the other direction for far too long <laughs> yes you need to give in give in and just let the let people conquer you this isn't very Trump-like. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Trump would never say you should kill the Pope, Kyle. I, I don't, I don't think know. He's a, I don't think they're big fans. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the is Pope he? talking about Trump's oh, no. wall, but the Pope has... Have you ever seen that enormous wall that surrounds the Vatican? Beautiful wall. It's a beautiful wall. It's huge. It's no, it really... Like, it's, it's, have you guys been there? insult to injury by... It's not even a wall... That like if our if Trump builds a wall, it's not going to be carvings on the Mexican side of the wall showing all of the fun we're having in here <laughs> and like woo like people shotgunning beers like that's what the Vatican is. There's like carvings of people in, in orgies and whatnot having fun in Rome, and just it's I don't true. remember the orgy carvings. True, look it up, look it up. Not now though. Um, but it is a pretty wall there's all kinds of like architecture arches and shit Mm -hmm. like that and and there's secret passages and tunnels and stuff so that important that's something that's so underrated is like seeing big catholic churches i don't know about like catholicism is the big religion here um saint louis obviously and i don't know how mosques or temples and everything measure up in the end but uh, there is one here, the uh, Cathedral Basilica, has the biggest mosaic in, on earth in, inside it, on top. And I've never been inside, except unless it was like a fucking field trip and I was nine, and I don't even remember. But uh, the outside of these things are so ornate with gargoyles and stuff. It's just cool. You know, even if you're not religious, it's still cool to be like that. I don't know what it says about me. Because, like, when I see a church having obviously blown like just tons of money, like tens of millions or something on, a, on an incredible building. I think, God, you took money from people and you spent that. You're really terrible. But if I see a government building and it has some ornate architecture, I think that's nice. You know, that thing's there to last. And, and it shouldn't just look like an office building. It should be, it, it should say something about the, the state the of your town. Who, who made it. Yeah, you know, you put some architecture in your city hall. It should be a good-looking building and not like a prison. Look and, at uh, yeah. look at these images. These are outrageous. Mm, pretty mosques. Yeah. The Jumira Mosque. I don't know whose buildings stack up higher. I know they're both heavyweight contenders, though. You know. <laughs> Mosques and churches are just good-looking stuff. Christianity, Islam, this Sunday. <laughs> Buy the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. No. <laughs> 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 just this is so silly. Uh, looking at pictures of mosques. <laughs> oh, that's a cool one. Well, that one's pretty neat too. Oh man, Very I bet nice. that one'd be real cool in person. <laughs> a pink I don't one. think we're allowed, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite sure we're not allowed. Um, but, to, to, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. I don't know. Go Is ahead. that true? Like they wouldn't I, accept outsiders? I don't think so. It, there are certain. There's. I don't know how strict. All right. 
Islam does it where you're not supposed to be able to go in to the mosque in certain places, I think, unless you're Muslim. Uh, I don't know how strict they are in the United States. I'm sure they'll let you go in at, at least just for a tour. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, like Mormons, you can't go in the temple unless you're like a confirmed Mormon. You know, they'll have like the church where you can just go and, you know, have your whatever Mormons do, preacher and, you know, tips on bicycling around, good routes. Um, and then if you're a real intense guy, then after that you can go to the temple. And that's the super secret club. Have you ever seen Big Love? No. What I've, is it? uh, it's, um, it, I think it was on Showtime, maybe. Um, it's, uh, Bill Paxton. He, 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 he um, He's like a polygamist. It's it's about him. he's but he's like um, an undercover polygamist who owns like a chain of like uh, like Walmart style Costco stores. So he's like worth a couple million dollars. And the way he continues his polygamous lifestyle, his life of polygamy, if you will, is is he buys that the the houses next door to his, and each one has another one of his families in it. And so he has all three houses in a row in this neighborhood. That. I really like that show. Um, and it's a really interesting way of like how he came to be a polygamist. He he was living a normal lifestyle, even though he had you know just a generation before he had, polygamy had been in his family. They'd been part of one of those like sects where they practice it. But he was he was had just one wife, but she's and, and uh, two children, and she starts dying of breast cancer, and they don't think she's going to make it. And the way the Mormon religion works is. Um, if she dies and he remarries, then the new wife will be in their celestial family forevermore. It's not, that's what they believe. So she wants to be in on the decision of who his new wife is going to be when she leaves. Because remarrying is also something that's very important, that there's a, a, a mother for the children. So they just add a new wife to the mix. as you know, It just seemed like it made sense. Well, then she pulls through. She makes it. And divorce is certainly not in the cards. So they're like, all right, well real estate's cheap here so <laughs> and then uh, you know maybe five years later he's like hey how about a third and he, and he, and he adds like a 22 year old like uh, brunette chick um, so it's so he's always balancing these three ridiculous women and and their lifestyle and, and this is real his business no it's it's a, it's uh, it's oh, drama I see yeah I, I saw at least like a YouTube video of that and I just remember one clip of they're in one of the houses and it's like oh this is you know every other Tuesday all of them all the wives get together with our kids and we all hang out and and of course Scott's here or whatever and it's just him sitting there there's like eight hens about like talking like in, in groups clusters like people do and then just a gaggle of children so many Oh, this one. That that's it not was, this then. He's because oh, he's this got one three I was lives. watching. I don't know. I only saw the inside of the house, so I don't know okay. if they had a bunch of houses to the side. But they're all there together, having their shit. And there are this guy had to have like twelve kids or something, which is just. I think he's oh, only got like five. I think he's got five. Why is five it a douche is, move that's, that's to have twelve kids? I don't know. It's just it's this guy's already, a billionaire, and he there's can already so many people. Them. There's already oh, so many. So people. Wow, that's really liberal. Like, to say that people shouldn't that's have That's an environmental disaster area. They shouldn't have 12 kids. Oh, no, it's not that, you know, I, I'm thinking more uh, maybe they have great family structure and discipline in polygamist relationships. I don't know. But it seems like it's the, the kids, not all of them are going to be successful. A lot of them are going to be takers, people who don't succeed because they 
didn't get the structure they needed. You know, you got one dad, 13 kids. That's, the dad's always oh, cruising I, I, around looking for a seventh wife. I, I take a similar way. <laughs> I, I, like, it's not that I'm against people having 12 kids. It's that I think to have 12 kids, you need to be some sort of parental superhero. Yeah, right? And, you can't and do, the same is like true with having three wives. One Skyrim. wife for me is plenty. Like, enough. I, if I had a second wife... Jesus. He wakes up in the morning, and keep in mind, this is a TV show. This is a drama. He wakes up in the morning, and he's got to go to all three of them and appease them before the day begins. He's she, every one of them always has a need. One of them wants money. One of them wants attention, and the other one wants like time and to to focus on some things they in their all life. Want like, those hey, things. we need all to talk them. about Jason's schooling. We need to talk about this. We need to budget for for the future. The other wife's like, I need you tonight. Like, come on, I know it's not my night, but can't you stay over tonight? And then the other wife is like, well, can I just use the credit card? And she's got like one of them secretly got twenty five or thirty grand worth of credit card debt, maybe fifty. Like she's got like this many credit cards and a shoebox full of receipts, and she's like balancing them with each other and just continuing to like order like really nice things for her kids so that they look better and that she looks more taken care of than the other wives. Um, and then the third wife, Marcy, is just kind of she's really young and fun and just kind of along for the ride. So it, it's a really good show. It's called Big Love. Is it oh HBO? God. It's I think it is HBO. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll check it out. I yeah, it, does, it sounds like those kids aren't, they're going to grow up and maybe be a little shitty. Bill Paxton is like pulling it, it, it. It's so funny to watch him like get rung through the ringer because he's, he, his stress level is always here. Oh, he's, trying to, he's trying to like run this very successful business um, and he's making all this money and everything's always going well with that, even though he's fighting for it every, every step of the way. But then he's got that awful thing going on at home and he's trying to keep it secret. So he's always having to sweep stuff under the rug and like. Uh, that like, sounds like a nightmare. I bet there's like, if, if they made a movie about it, there'd be like a funny sing-songy montage where he has to go to parent-teacher night at the school, <laughs> and he's like, like brings a bunch of must mustaches and, and hats, and he's like, oh yes, I'm here for Dylan, he's in Tom's class. You were just here for Tom. Oh, no, no. The, he, that, that man's gone. You know? See, that's <laughs> the things that causes friction. He, he's not able to claim some of the kids. Those are just like, that's just the neighbor woman who's living next door with her yeah. You know, her kids. A lot of whores on this block. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's one of their complaints. She's like, they think I'm a whore or something, you know? Like, like they just think I'm some unwed mother. And I just, I pop in every Tuesday, you know? They'll start to notice structure. <laughs> they do have a schedule like that. Like, there's, you know, which night you're going to spend the night with him. Um, uh, or he's going to spend, because there's three houses. He sleeps and the fact in. that in these relationships, there never seems to be any menage a trois is disappointing to me. Like, to come us, on, you're I all understand. close, but right? <laughs> I get it though. Like, like to us, it seems like a natural way to for things to flow. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but for them, I, I understand why it's not. It, it makes sense. Mm, Although the Bible does not specifically say that lesbian sex is is a problem at all. It's a real missed opportunity. To to call it a sin in the Bible? No, no, to, to, no, to, not, to... <laughs> not get the other wives mixed in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God drank too much the night before. Just slipped his mind. <laughs> oh, I have a bad joke. Oh, well, oh, oh, oh. Are you just time to squeeze it in, I suppose. <laughs> three guys find out they have three weeks to live. They realize they have nothing to show for it in their lives, and they decide to try to get into the Guinness Book of World Records. The first guy says, I have pretty long arms. Maybe I've got the longest arms in the world. The second guy says, I have a big chest. Maybe I've got the biggest chest in the world. The third guy says, I have a small dick. Maybe I've got the smallest dick in the world. 
So they each submit their applications in the Guinness Book of World Record headquarters. A week later, the book is published, and they all gather around to see the results. The first guy opens the book and says, Hey, look! I've got the longest arms in the world! And the second guy opens and he says, Hey, look! I've got the biggest chest in the world! And the third guy looks at it and says, Who the fuck is Mirka Durka? Huh? Oh! <laughs> he was the small dick guy. No, I get, get it. In. I get it. I saw it coming about halfway through. But it's <laughs> one of those right? jokes that you can put anyone at the end of, where it's like, "Oh, I put in my you know biggest racist in the world card. Who's Donald Trump?" Like, and it's just a you know. Uh, <laughs> those jokes are the worst. But like, like you've heard the joke and you know it's really about Bill Gates or something, and they retell it and it's about someone you admire. You're like, really? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or they, like, take a bad political spin on it and, like, take dick out and put, like, worst fiscal policy. And they and they try and... You know the yeah, one with the guy in the balloon? Like, he asks for help and he's like... No, let's must... keep that one a mystery. <laughs> uh, it... I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love I love Kyle's face during, during bad joke. Yeah, he does it on purpose. Uh, I, I think that's totally visceral, <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> All like right. that show. Did you ever watch that show Lie to Me? Oh my god, that show is so fucking stupid. One of you has to have watched this for me to say anything about it because it won't it's, make sense. Otherwise. I'm pretty Maybe. sure it's, it's one guy, he runs a business where he's an absolute expert at detecting if they're liars. Yes. And they, yeah, they typically and it, ask him guy, to solve um, crimes often. He's in a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies. I don't know his name. He's the guy who gets shot in Reservoir Dogs and he's like uh, the one, what's his name? Do you know his name, Kyle? Yeah, but you I'm must. not going to be able to pull it up. I, this uh, is not my... Uh... Tim Roth. Tim Roth is his Sure, name. I was about to say that. He was the abomination in the Hulk movie. The Hulk movie? Yeah, the Hulk movie. Hulk. Smash. Oh. Anyway, so Tim Roth is the guy who... I, I, they teased... I remember I watched this on Hulu years and years and years ago when it was first came coming out, and it was like all the commercials were this like suave detective guy who was like looking at people and basically being like a Simon Cowell of like, bullshit... That's bullshit, and I'll tell you why. Like, you, your eyebrow twitched. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is pretty neat. This is going to be like a psychological thriller. And then it was literally that. <laughs> for like, I watched like four episodes, and it was that of scenes of him sitting down and saying, mm -hmm. like, tell me about how that fire started. And the guy's basically like, well, well, <laughs> I was, uh, 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 I, I was uh, playing with magic. No, I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. I was uh, eating a pizza. Um, and it was like, oh, my God, I can tell he's lying. Like, just, and then other times, it would, there was no middle ground. And then in, like, the middle of, like, the other end of the spectrum, it'd be someone totally, like, quaffed and be like, I couldn't possibly have been at that site the other night. I had this convention I was at. I was on a conference call moments before. And then he'll be like, that's all well and good. Oh, wait. And then it'll do like a flash screen of like the guy's mouth as he was saying like, hello. And it's like, <laughs> like moves it a little bit. And he's like, and it'll say on the screen like, -de 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 -de, like Twitch indicates disgust or something like that. And the guy's like, I got you. Yeah, I got you nailed here. And they're like, fucking got him again, Tim. High five. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole show. It's, I, it's the most disappointing show well, I've ever watched. The thing is, I've watched good. like three seasons of it. 
And there's, oh my. there's only one plot line to every episode. <laughs> on, on par with that? That's from three epi- three or four episodes. Oh, it just keeps going. It, there's, it doesn't get, like, better. They don't start turning it around. Um, yeah, everyone's show, like, like this is the look of a guilty person. And they show, like, Nixon and Bill Clinton and maybe Anthony Weiner. So, like, a bunch of people who have been guilty of a thing, uh, all making the same facial expression. And then in comes our star. And, of course, <laughs> that guy's like... <laughs> you know, making it too. <laughs> oh fuck! I see it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the show is awful. Yeah. And uh, I, it, it's, it's it, a show that like it didn't have legs to be a show. It had he's a character that pops in every once in a while, every once in a while on like NCIS and helps him out, and then goes back to being similar to like the the always asian guy who works in the lab and tests sure. like semen and is a little bit gross like in dexter or something Having like said that like he's an ancillary character and they tried to build a whole show around this dude but on the other hand i feel like psych is built on just as thin a premise and it's a very good show to me I, it's better written I like that show but 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 not much better i think they're pretty much they're very similar the two shows um so much so that i confuse them um, at first, I thought you were talking about it. I, I was like, yeah, the blonde guy who always figures it out. <laughs> like, oh, you're talking about a different guy. Um, wait, you're, talking about, you're, you're sure it's not Patricia Arquette, the Ghost Whisperer? You're, it's not that show? No? Like, there's been so many of those stupid fucking shows where they're always solving those whodunits. There aren't that many whodunits to solve. Like, like if, if you watch one week of, like, late night, te- of, like, I guess primetime television, that's what's on, huh? That you you would imagine that there's nothing but rape and murder in every major city across the country constantly that needs solving. That's all. I I hate those procedural dramas. I hate the whodunits. I hate the mystery stories. I I watched enough Matlock as a kid that I that I know how every one of these is going to end. Yeah, yeah. It's it, there's no there's no point in any of those shows, be it CSI, NCIS, even like Dexter and shit, where Dexter more so. Dexter yeah. had a cool thing because Dexter's murdering people, you know. Yeah. And it's cool to like get inside his weird fucked up head, and then you know, kind of get the backstory of why I'm it got fucked. More, like later seasons where it got to get like archetypal and shitty, where it was like almost like, oh, look at that. The eight minute point looks like Dexter's on to scene where he's being snarky with his sister. He'll then go to see someone he wants to murder, brood about it for a bit, decide not to do it, and then eventually do it anyway. Like. It just I didn't like the, the the seasons where he like like where he had like a buddy or, and stuff like that like like he was always like trying to team up with somebody I always hated that okay Dexter <clears throat> was his sister hot uh she's I I do not like her as an actress I had a friend so I'm kind of split on it yeah I don't, I don't think she's hot her husband was sleeping with my ex-girlfriend's friend uh, i think that's what caused their divorce i'm pretty sure my ex-girlfriend's wow. friend was much hotter than her she was in the exorcism Wait, of emily are rose we talking about real life the actress yeah so the actress's husband was sleeping with your... my ex-girlfriend's friend oh well that's not really the actress's fault well Unless I mean it was her husband who did it, right? Obviously, something wasn't getting. I presume satiated. she didn't want. Yeah, to be I'm sorry. On. That's the closest relationship I have with her, with with Deborah Morgan. From, but if from, it was from like that. the same guy that, like, she yeah, got Kyle, cheated on. Yeah, I even bring that up. Yeah, yeah, she got cheated on. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I was like, oh yeah, I kind of know. I've heard about her in real life before. No, I I don't mm. think she's that hot. No, her teeth are kind of fucked, 
and uh, she's got kind of a rat face that kind of like kind of a weird chin kind of a thing. Bit, and, um, there's a cartoon character. I forget. Is it Archer the cartoon? Not the handsome detective guy, but she looks like she has really head. sour candy on in one. Hey side. Arnold. Hey Arnold. That's what I'm going for. She looks a little bit like Hey Arnold. The eyes are really far apart, but. <laughs> Like I, I gave it a lot of thought, and I'm like, I, I, I couldn't tell if she wasn't pretty, or if she was really pretty, and I landed on really pretty. You know, I, well, I never had that. To, to well, she just, is incredibly flat chested, and she has washboard abs. So I like She's those not things. Incredibly pretty. Yeah, um, I, I'm I, seriously. I, I think that's really hot on a girl, and um, her even her foul mouth was somehow more sporty to me than uh, than you know just regular English language. And like I'm like you know what I think she's like I I like this fictional character I'm down I did I I didn't think she was hot and I and I tried to I thought the Dexter's British girlfriend was much hotter she was great um, she's like, pulling my tits <laughs> that was great um, Dexter's girlfriends were always hotter yeah I His even wife, um, I thought was nice I, I, smoking hot like they downplay all right so now here's a big problem I have with the show the early on with his wife what was her name again Deborah not Deborah that's his sister. Um, who cares? De- Dexter's wife early mm-hmm. on was really mousy looking, and, and she always looked rough. She had no, like no makeup, like her hair was like not done. She wasn't dressed well. She I don't wasn't know if it's thriving season- in life. Like she, Dexter kind of rescued her, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, that, now that's true. But but like the next season, or like season two or three or four, somewhere in there, she, they like flipped it. Like like she goes from like zero to ten. She's like all of a sudden she's got like perfectly done makeup, perfectly done nails, hair. She's dressed well, like so much upkeep that she wouldn't be able to like take care of her kids. You know all what I mean? She needed <laughs> was like five hundred bucks to turn that ship around. Oh no, no, five hundred a week maybe to look like that. What I'm saying is it's completely unrealistic for her to look like she did on a weekly basis. Like she literally looks like she's like to get your nails and hair and makeup done like hers is done every week takes professionals. Like it was, it was clearly like professional work that was being done. Like like it didn't make any sense for her character. Um, but, but she is super hot in real life. Like they hit her body a lot, but she's got like massive boobs. She's, she's in really good shape. Um, yeah. Dexter's Kelly Ripa. She's aging well. I don't know. Probably probably 38. She was on this. So there was Regis and Kathy Lee and then it was Regis and Kelly. And now it's Kelly and like Michael Strahan. And then he left and then he just left and now it's Kelly and. Yeah, she, she, didn't, she didn't know he was gonna lo- he was gonna leave. They just like told her they're like, oh, by the way, Michael's leaving. Um, he's <laughs> she's really upset about the whole thing apparently behind the scenes. Why is he leaving? I didn't even know he was. I, on I right. thought they really didn't like each other. I thought he's that, the gap toothed football player, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think he's getting his own show. Yeah. Or he's taking. I wouldn't have something. expected him to be as good as he was. Not that I've seen many of these, but you know. Never know. You ever see uh, Deion Sanders hosted like a Miss America or a Miss Universe one time, uh-huh. and he's barely literate. <laughs> so he's up there reading these questions. How would you say if you was axed? <laughs> it's like embarrassing. <laughs> but Strahan's really well spoken and and uh, comes across good. Uh, yeah, really he's well. Funny. He's a natural tell- in front of the camera. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, most people aren't like that. If you took a regular person, even and just stuck him on PKA. They would get roasted, you know, by the the people watching the show. Yeah. So I'm going to flight training tomorrow. I uh, yeah, we've got a guy. We have a dog sitter coming over tomorrow, and uh, he'll be staying yeah. in the house. Is, is it just he'll be alone? Like, is there anybody He's there? Married. 
So he, no, he no, not the are... instructor. Your dogs. Why don't you just leave the dogs alone? I think is what Kyle was getting at. For two right? days. Oh, two days. You're going on an excursion. I'm leaving. To learn to so fly. here's the deal. It's a three-hour trip each way, which is a six-hour round trip, uh, and um, we're gonna do two days in a row, which is twelve hours of driving. That's a lot. And um, so what I'm gonna do is just leave tomorrow morning, get a hotel room, and do two days in a row. And I, ambitiously, I'm hoping to fly before the next painkiller already. We'll see. I'm hoping it goes well. <laughs> I'm hoping you. that you stay safe <laughs> and that you don't get up there and suddenly realize, oh my God, I should have realized that every <laughs> other time in the air, I felt sick and now I'm vomiting and my life is in my hands in this fan machine uh, up in the air like, and not in the professionals. Like, oh, wow. I, I didn't consider it. that. I, I, it might have been the PKA subreddit. Someone posted this guy <gasps> who so gets majestic. air sick. And, and so here's the guy. The guy went sailing, right? And he became an avid sailor and he had motion sickness. So his way of dealing with it was just kind of like speed all the way to vomit. Like, oh, I feel it coming on. And then internally he would get his body to vomit and then he'd feel better, right? Because you know, after you throw up oftentimes that's like, that's when you get over the hump. And for yeah. him, that was his method. He didn't fight it. He, he just sort of raced with it. So some Ipecac. But before every flight, <laughs> it was more of a, I don't know what the opposite of mind over matter is like mind under matter. Like he would just like, Oh, I feel a little bad. Bam. Uh, that was his method of recovery. So when he went, he, he got into, it wasn't paramotoring. It was paragliding, but it's essentially the same. And he would just vomit all the time. Like he'd feel bad. Sometimes he'd vomit three or four times in a flight and he just like duck out. Like That's he, a man who did not save his receipt. <laughs> and now he has to pretend to enjoy flying and be I love it. <laughs> oh man. So, He's just covered in it. Dude, so I watched a YouTube video a warehouse or a Costco make a little bit of money back. <laughs> I watched a YouTube video of this guy and his method of just like vomiting with it. like he's like I got really good at vomiting. I didn't get anything on my clothes, nothing on my like wing. Like he was just he was like a pro level MLG pro vomiter. Yeah. And uh, he wrote a story for like Paramotor magazine or something on how he overcame his air sickness. Did and he though? He didn't overcome it. He, he, well, he gets in and gives the air sickness what it wants without even a fight every single time. No, well, in the, the article, air even cost him. He says, "Please, sir, please, I'll bend over, <laughs> take what you will. Let me throw up." And and no, he did not beat this. I hear you, but he did though. In the article he wrote, that's what I used to do, and I realized I went in the wrong direction on that. Now I fight it, and I go and I go, and and you know, most of the time I don't throw up at all. Uh, so. Yeah, he, he, he realized that he was headed in the wrong direction, a direction that might have worked for sailors, but not necessarily for people flying around. Yep, you don't want to force yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, he uh, was having the same realization that a lot of 15-year-old girls do. You know, it's just not a long-term solution. The spit? The throwing up. Oh, okay. I went in a whole other way with that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't realize you were making a bulimia joke. I, I thought you this was a sexual awakening joke. I'm, I'm a bad person, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> so anyway, uh, see, I get car sick, but not while I'm the driver, right? Like, that's not a problem for me while I'm the driver. No one gets car sick while they're driving. It's just when they're in, like, the back seat. And I had this idea that the same thing would be true for flying. 
and I guess we'll find out before too long. Shit. I know, right? Oh, you got your receipt. <laughs> do you? Do you still have your receipt just in case you have to return your flying contraption? I don't even know. I, I don't know. But it's not like the guy doesn't know me. Like the right? same guy that does my instruction is the one that sold it to me. We all know what went down. I can just imagine like like a bandolier of vomit bags when you take oh, it off. God. <laughs> and you're just like bombs away. Yeah, right? you're stopping from like 800 feet in the air. But oh, don't worry, they'll freeze before they hit the ground. Like, <laughs> Deal with it, peasants. I'm, I'm up here. As you're going 16 miles an hour in a whirly bird up there, just. people hearing retching echoing uh, of the meadows above their homes Uh, i I was talking about your flying machine the other day and and the the way that you could like put it in your truck potentially it's not an airplane it's a flying machine (laughs) the way that you can kind of travel with it and i was telling chiz i was like just imagine if there was like a zombie apocalypse and like the three of us were there and i was like well i guess we got to get to a high position and arm ourselves and and chiz was like well, maybe we could dig a dig a hole and like hide from him. And Woody's like, <laughs> I was like, you know, I'd shoot him down. He's like, yeah, I'd shoot him down too. <laughs> I would. I would just hope that there weren't any slight declines to run down nearby, because then you're in deep shit with that contraption. Then you're just running around like an asshole, distracting everybody else as we escape. You well, know? a slight decline, you would just fly. Right? Yeah, you just start, take off because the shoot catches you. Yeah, you'd be fine. So if you're running through like a, a flat street, mm-hmm. how how many steps until you're up in the air? So I'm not an expert. I haven't actually done this yet. But it appears that if there's no wind at all, it's a lot of steps. I'll call it like 30 to 40. And if That's you're not t- a lot. Okay. If you're me. taking off into like an eight mile an hour wind, it's like three. Up, up, and away. I know, I know all our fans know him, but Eric the Aviator, where he teaches, seems to always be breezy. And uh, like every time I see him take off in a YouTube video, it's just like two steps. And it's, how quick it's is the ascent? Like, is it a? If you are getting off the ground, and me and Kyle in that ferocity are just like just like grabbing at your legs, like we take us with you, or at least <laughs> you die too, and like, <laughs> we're grabbing at you. I, I would imagine you could get eight feet up. Or are we easily able to grab you? Uh, you can get eight feet up probably in the space of like 20 feet. Like you really need to be in the right spot. Also, it goes a little quicker than people run, you know? Like I, I think your my travel speed is something like 25 miles an hour. So assuming that I've launched, you would need to be in front of me unless you can run faster than that, but I can't. Yeah, we shoot I don't you think down. People can't. Yeah, we could, we could shoot you down, though. Yes, yeah. Well, you would absolutely be able to do that. <laughs> you, if you're, <laughs> like, you could really, be nice really and shoot speed. the motor, I would really appreciate that. As well, a, as I'm going to need that motor. I'm going to need that motor when we pull your body out of the wreckage. Well, if you think I'm landing well after I'm shot, you're... You know, if you think I'm flying well after I've shot you down, I mean, it's going to... It's it's a rough, uh, it's the, a rough journey. I, no you know, the prop is going to... Flying machine. We're going to make a fucking airboat or something and yeah. escape like a sensible human. The prop you know, is destroyed upon away. my impact. That's what I'm headed. If you, My landing gear are my legs. And if they go out, the whole no, flying no. contraption goes to hell. 
I was that's like a big. A so I'm reading these books and stuff, right? And they're they're always talking about. So there's I hope a seat. These been around long enough for people to write books on. <laughs> <laughs> there's a seat that you sit on when you fly, and there are like leg straps that hold you in, a lot like safety harnesses and stuff, and. Um, they're always like, you know, before you land, you know, bang your feet together. Make sure you're not sitting in the straps because if your landing gear goes numb, you don't oh, want to oh, figure oh. that out like as you need it. Yeah. And I'm like, your landing gear. Wait, he's talking about my legs. Yeah. 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 That makes yeah, a lot of sense. As you said that. A long shit. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Wait, I missed like, what Taylor said. You ever stand up really quickly after you've been oh, on the uh, yeah. for way too long and your legs just to... They're, just no blood. Yeah, yeah, they're like one eighth normal strength. Yeah, you're, you're like, oh, like a like a <laughs> yeah. fan grasp out of the counter. Huh? Yeah, you can't. They're they're unsatisfactory landing gear at that point. Oh, that would suck. You yeah. you're you know, like, like kick face. Yeah, it's really only a problem for people who don't get in the seat. Uh, mm -hmm. Like like if you're I guess brand new pilots sometimes are just like well you know what I'm gonna do it this way hanging by my my leg straps. And in the entire era of aviation, not once has landing gear been made similar to human legs, and I think that's indicative of human legs being poor landing gear for for a borderline bootleg Chinese flying machines <laughs> just running around meadows hoping for the best. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait I to can see. Hardly even picture a plane with human I, leg landing gear. Like that's never been something anyone. There's like the boat kind with the you know the skids. There's the wheel kind. Perhaps even some sort of sliding metal kind. I, but never, never running feet. 47s are coming in. It's just 600 Kenyan legs on the bottom. <laughs> just ready to land. Just kind of slow it down. <sighs> I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Taylor. I'm really looking forward to seeing you take flight. That's going to be that's gonna be great, man. I just, dude, the, one of the issues I have. So when I go out and practice, it is exhausting. Like, oh, my God. You'd think it, it's called kiting, right? And basically, you launch it up, you hold it for a while, and even that's more tiring than you might guess. But what you need to do is turn around and start sprinting into the wind with a 26-meter like kite on your back. And, uh, dude, it, it, it's like 92 degrees out, and I get like six or eight of those in, and I'm... I, I feel like laying on the grass and asking someone to pour water on me. Like, I'm a wreck. And, uh... I, I'm like, man, if this is what this sport is like, this sport is shit. <laughs> like, this is just awful. <laughs> so I'm hoping that the reality is I just do that once and fly away. And and uh, people get cold. They're like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's 90 in there. But if you go up a thousand feet, like you want gloves, I would like that problem. Feet. How high? I wonder what. <clears throat> the sky is the limit with that thing. That, that is the point, I guess. So the, you, how high do they go? I think in U.S. the limit's ten grand. <laughs> I just linked a crash compilation. Oh my god! I've seen so many. At first, so here, Taylor linked a paramotor crash compilation, right? Where all these guys crash on YouTube. At first, I just looked the other way. I was like, "Let's pretend this never happens." Now, <gasps> I've started studying them for what they do wrong, like where, That's where, smart. They, where they made their mistakes. Like, it, I saw a guy just recently handle the oscillations backwards. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm not pretending my instincts are right. Where you get sucked in. <laughs> but I can usually uh, like see what their problem was. This guy went down in the water. 
Luckily, it's waist deep. I would not be surprised. You know, at the end of Dawn of the Dead, in the new one, where they're, like, strapping rebar and stuff onto that, uh, like, you know, parking on the spot bus from airports, and they're, like, getting ready to drive through, like, a bulldozer. Like, it looks really good for something that a bunch of substitute teachers slapped together in a, <laughs> a mall, purportedly. And in that movie, it would not have been surprising to see the last guy and lady alive to stand up on the top of that bus and fly away with something akin to this. Yeah. That they just made. <laughs> Man, it's it's watching these people crash is really eye-opening. I'm... And that's a thing, dude. Like, so... I'm nervous for you. I have in my head, like, oh, yeah, but there's parachutes on their back. Whatever. <sighs> Like, these people are falling from, like, 30 and 50 feet in the air. That guy's in the tree. He's in that tree now. He's probably not hurt, though, right? Probably not, but he's in that tree. How's he getting down? I'm going to keep my phone on me. (laughs) How much does the kite cost? Like, just the kite. Um... The the, wing, whatever you call it. I'll let it go. The, say, 2,500 to four grand. That's not the motor? The motor would be, like, six to... Okay. So I was just wondering because this guy clearly ruined his kite when he hit that tree. And, you know, I read <laughs> that they're more durable than you think. That they're rarely damaging yep. the trees. <laughs> I don't know. It seems to me like a tree would bust it up too, right? Like it, it, it was one of those like pines that's like kind of half dead and looked real pokey with mm-hmm. lots of stabby type like short stabs, and he hit it full on. Um, I'm trying to watch this and see at what point. Like, you know when you're watching, like, a person fall in a plane or a helicopter, like, there's a point where they were doing fine, and then there's like, oh, shit, fuck, like, it's going wrong. Yeah. I can't point a time with this where it starts <laughs> going wrong, because it never looks like it was going right. <laughs> so here's the thought I've had. It's just an unnatural thing to begin with, so. <laughs> there will be a time when I want to we'll upgrade from my wing, which is considered, like, beginner slash intermediate, to something more acrobatic. Like, oh. like, all right, I'm more talented now. It's time for me to get a better wing. So let's say hypothetically, I do this for like six or eight months, and then I crash into a tree. Is that the point where I upgrade wings? Or is that the, like, do you see where I'm saying? Like, all right. That's not- the point where you sell what you have left and, <laughs> and, and count your lucky blessings that you didn't die during the crash. Yes. Yes. You get oh, a real... I mean, that's when you start taking helicopter lessons and get yourself a real flying machine. <laughs> I mean, you could, I, I, I think you could, you could get like a, like a, like lease, like a real nice Cessna for probably 30 grand. We, we, and you won't die. Mm. I'm real worried you're going to get sucked into the clouds. I'm more worried about the ground because this. Well, that's what comes after the cloud. In this video and just search paramotor crash compilation. Like this guy falls and looks it looks like a death level fall. Like when, this guy could have died at When like Taylor said he was more worried about the ground, I misinterpreted it and thought he was worried that I would somehow damage the ground. Like you know, no. my I mean, concern is you'll leave a scar in someone's I think yard. That guy might have died. Yeah, I think that guy might have died. Really at three thirty five? Yeah. yeah. Uh, at three thirty one drops at least a hundred feet. At least a oh. hundred if not more. Yeah. 100, 120 feet at least. Um, t- like, treetop, high, high treetop. Oh, boy. Even more. He, and he's, he's like, I know this one. 
he's not just falling, he's swinging. So he's got a lot of speed, a lot more speed than you would have from just a fall. Yeah, I know that Are one. these guys getting a lot that of infamy? Lives. Like, who's the Amelia Earhart of the paramotor community who just <laughs> went off into the Pacific, never yeah, to return? <laughs> just, uh, we actually saw him run out of gas, you know? A few hundred yards out there, but... You know, I didn't want to ruin the story. This yeah. guy's better end just, like, runs into a crowd with his. <laughs> yeah, he does. How humiliating. Was the guy on the uh, beach, maybe? Yeah. All right, I'll jump it. Well, I, I really do wish you the best with this thing, but it does scare me. Um, it, it is. I would do it, though. I would I would, I would totally do it, Um, like, if it were free. I, I, I it, it, it's, it's awfully expensive, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun once you get going and you're able to fly out of your yard. Um, It's like but, motorcycle riding, I'm told, in that, like, there's kind of this beginning period in which people take their lumps if they're going to take them. You know, like mm. once you've done this for a hundred hours, <clears throat> you're infinitely better than someone who hasn't. Like there's this huge sort of like danger area at the beginning. Yeah, like Company of Heroes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, I have only yet begun to enter the danger zone. I'll start practicing your micro. Because. <laughs> so yeah, this is the thing i what is the propeller made of is it sharp is it if that thing was hitting you at a decent speed what kind of damage would that do because it looks like when these guys fall they're most <laughs> most of the time these little <laughs> capsule things around the blades are breaking off and it looks like the blade can just immediately start hacking into their i think know, the blade breaks quickly bone. Uh, mine's fiberglass. They're made of fiberglass or wood. And they, fiberglass. Yeah, they quickly just snap off, and they stop as soon as they hit the dirt. Well, that's good. I did notice... Oh, there's a whole other compilation on autoplay after this. Oh, there's... Wow. So I'm watching Blooper's Funniest Paramotors videos, um, <laughs> and I'm about to link you to a timestamp where this guy is on one of those that looks like a tricycle, mm. and things go awry. It, it, it doesn't look like he got hurt. It was more of like, a, oh, did you see that shit? That was awful. Let's see what this guy's got. He's like up, up, and away. It seems like if the winds are really rough and choppy on the ground. Oh, he hit another. Oh, no. He hit, he hit somebody else's rig there. Yeah. Why is nobody else? Oh, he fucked it up, too. Like, that wasn't. It, it's not like, oh, yeah, just put it back up. Like, he hit it hard with that thing. I bet it's. Yeah, I bet the cage is broken. Yeah, Jesus head. Christ. Well, these people should be keeping an eye on their flying machines a little better. Don't just leave I just out. nailed the tree. <laughs> <laughs> his body hit the trees. It, See, but I bet he's not hurt. No, he's fine. That that was like a that was more of a bush than a tree, honestly. Like yeah. it's like a water oak. Is that the Golden Gate Bridge behind him? Are you serious? I'm at, I'm at no. Well now that I look a little harder, it's, it's clearly shaped not. like it all grand. You mean that rust covered one with a bunch of people under it? Yeah, I was watching in a small window. <laughs> ah, the the natural landscape of San Francisco. See, look how quickly <laughs> that guy goes out. I don't know if you guys are where I am around 202. Uh, yeah. Let's see what's going wrong yeah. here. This looks like it. Oh, well, there, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ass plants on his <laughs> motor. It looks so it, oh, great. It's almost like he just made a mistake into you know half of his student debt, which <laughs> fell right onto his twelve thousand dollar. This guy, this guy's running at a crowd of sheep or something, and it doesn't look like he has a motor, and it's just getting drugged. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's not paramotoring; he's just downhill running. I think the sheep in the, the sheep in it, the 
sheep are in it. They're all the dragging The sheep are dragging him. <laughs> okay, well, that's cows. Those are cows. Those are cows. Oh, yeah, that. they are. Oh, God, that was a real problem. That means he's in real trouble if he's getting dragged behind two cattle and they're in a herd right now. He, he could legitimately die. And he's being... He didn't have a motor. He just had like a parachute on his back, and the parachute somehow gets looped around the cows, and they drag him away. <laughs> yeah, they needed to play like that uh, intro to Jackass song right as he started running, where it's like bear, nair, nair. Well, this is sort of paragliding, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we can't afford it yet, so just run down the hill and see what you can do. Like. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! This poor guy. I on feel like trike. he's a regular guy too. Yeah. yeah. He looks very uncoordinated. Those you can't. There's a cap, but I don't know how to better say it. But they're easier in low winds and harder in high winds. You and see that the guy just goes upside just on his back. Wow, he's kiting it really well though. <laughs> like, I wish I could keep my wing up as well as that guy can when he's already fucked up. Look at it, it's perfect. Yeah. Wow. All right, what well, paramotor talk? Paramotor. We're gonna see Woody fly soon. Hopefully, Outrage. landing as well. Um, wow, man. The more I look at it, the scarier it looks. I, I still would do it. I, I totally would. I, I just don't think I would want to. I don't have. I, I know I wouldn't put the time into it that it requires because it seems like if you just go and just try to do this, you'd kill yourself maybe. Now, yeah, you've already got way too many miles with like Delta or whoever anyway <laughs> to start you know, spending oh, no. things here. You don't. No rewards programs for your no? helicopter. No. Why isn't this guy like. I'm a medallion member. Did he just have a launch? <laughs> I'm platinum level. I don't understand why Baron. that guy didn't start to fly. Is his wing too small? Is he doing it downwind? He's going quickly. I'm not watching anymore. No. I, this guy just keeps running, and he's not getting any altitude. To be honest, I wanted people to be getting hurt more, and it seemed like yeah. it was kind of hijinks. Yeah, the first video had quite a few people getting serious. This man's not athletic enough to be in the air. What are you thinking? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it must be the one I just oh. watched. Does he just keep running, like, through the picnics and shit? Yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah. No, this one, this guy just ran, bounced it off of the back of a fence, barely cleared it, and then, oh, what a, what a goober. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully your trainer is, is a real legit guy. He is. If he wasn't so legit, I'd be flying already. You know, he's like, yeah, you need to practice this more, do that more. You've been kiting at home? Like, yes, but there's only so much you can do at home. <laughs> Have your neighbors seen you kiting yet? <clears throat> they haven't made mention of it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> In the cul-de-sac. <laughs> I, I was watching your grass cutting video and you said something like your neighbors think you're crazy because you're all out there on those lawnmowers with that drone flying around. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... that, is a... that was the first time I'd seen the whole estate with the lawn and everything that is a, a beautiful home oh it really is thank you like that is so nice i was telling kyle just last night i'm like there is going to be a when woody and his family move out of that house eventually old age dying whatever there is going to be a mass suicide cult there eventually because <laughs> it is too perfect of a layout for some sort of maniacal cult leader to move in and he has your guest house for, you know, the guys who are maybe given up, given too much trouble. You know, it's just, it, it comes off as that kind of place, like that level of. Well, I tried bait. to start a cult and Chiz left. 
I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> did not drink Kool-Aid. <laughs> no, he was, wasn't down. Oh, for one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Need the sunshine carpet cleaners. Kyle? Sunshine. Is that an oh, sunny reference? I've been throwing really discreet Seinfeld references. Yeah, that's Kyle a Seinfeld did. reference. That's um, Mr. Wilhelm ended up getting taken in by them. They didn't want George, though. Didn't want him. He want, He was like, you know, I got plenty. He's trying to, like, come on to them after a while. He's ordering carpet cleaning and stuff. They don't want him. Yeah. So it makes sense. Basically, in the episode, they you get really cheap carpet cleaning from the sunshine carpet cleaners but the, the catch is that they try and conscript you into a cult and george hires them because they're cheap and is saying i don't want to get bothered by him and they give him the bill it's like 20 bucks for your carpet and he's like all right and anything else you need to ask me <laughs> tell me like, oh, uh, hope you use us again thanks and he's like i've just been you know looking for answers anything i can <laughs> you know i feel so needed <laughs> information i need guidance and they're like well we hope you find it and then they just <laughs> it's because he's he's a bad person i guess yeah they don't Even want him bald. george yeah, is like the when best. the bald woman turned him down he, he's just like he's <laughs> this terrible person a bald woman <laughs> we um like at work we all wondered for, george had this thing where if you always seemed upset that people were assumed that you were really giving like 110% and stressed out. And he's like, God, God, you know? So anytime like the boss walked by his desk, he'd just be like, God. And uh, we're like, like we really were talking, like, would that work? Can yeah, we do that? I used to yeah. do that. If you always look, like if, if I sit there and I'm at work and I'm looking just kind of like, just like, like there's a real problem, but really I'm like thinking about what I want for lunch. <laughs> like people will walk by and be like oh man I, I shouldn't bother Taylor right now he's really got a lot on his plate but really yeah. I have nothing on my plate and that's the current conquest yeah anyway well it's been an hour yeah I think that's the show oh no um, for the last like five minutes I had the wrong overlay up well I'm sure no one will say anything no they won't <laughs> they don't tend to <laughs> Uh, Seems like an easy to please bunch. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I, I, before we wrap the show, I've been so I've been watching other vloggers, kind of just to see like what other vloggers do. You know, like it. Um, if I watch too many of one guy, I don't want. I want to be a copy of Casey. You know, like what do other people do right? What do I like about this guy? I like about that guy, and and become a combination of of my favorite things. And uh, like the big thing in the vlog community now is how it ruins your life. And how, like, it, they all wish they didn't do it. And they're like, you notice how there were, like, six hours I didn't do yesterday? It's because I didn't want you there. And I'm having a hard time, like, gathering sympathy for these guys. Maybe I'll change my mind later. But uh, it's like, dude, like, this is your job. Oh, was it tough to bring your camera go-karting? You know, like, that's... Uh, Sometimes it is, though. It is tough to bring your camera go-karting. Because everybody's staring at you as you set up me. your GoPro on your go-kart. It is <laughs> like a socially asshole. difficult thing to... Like, if Kyle... Mm -hmm. If every time I was hanging out with Kyle, I knew that Kyle was going to show up with a camera and he's going to come over to me and be like, oh, dude, Taylor's so great to see you and give me like a woo-wiggity <laughs> like thing. And then we have to like, I have to like get my arm around him and you're holding it up and we're both like, yeah, we're about to like, th we're going to hit some balls at this mini golf course. Yeah. And then we fucking do it. Like I wouldn't want to hang out with Kyle anymore because I'd feel like I was being invited to be on the Kyle show, you know? <laughs> so there is a point where you have to temper it back. 
it's different for you in that it's more your family and your shit going on, so you're not just accosting people yeah. at, you at know, Wendy's. Like you, no one's met Adam that. yet, you know? We've been to lunch and stuff. I just kind of don't do that part in the show. Adam being my contractor friend. Um, I've been watching a lot of your videos. I, I watched the concrete etching. I watched um, the, 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 the cutting of the grass and all that stuff. Um, I'm, I'm mostly interested in the paramotoring stuff, though. I, I, I'm, I worry that other people aren't. Like I, because no. I found it kind of boring. No, that's before. the number one. That people are most interested in you flying around. Like really, that's definitely How could they not be. Five, that's ten tiers above mowing the the grass. No, like, no, no. Mowing the grass head. is really their their passion. In, in your head, I know. It's <laughs> your passion. The flying people like that more than the grass cutting. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Uh, yeah. Well, it has a, it has more potential. The, the I mean, all that can happen is the grass grows back. Not tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's vlog is just around the house stuff, but the next two vlogs in a row will be at flight school. I don't know what else to call it. Southern yeah. skies. That's what it's called. Come I mean, on. you're flying. It's it's. I mean, it's it's not like it's junior flying. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, school for the vertically impaired. When he was like, you know, yeah. you, you're going to be a pilot. I'm like, that's generous. But not a real. <laughs> and he's like, Let's call that's me what an airman. Is. That's more. That sounds cooler, and it's more true. Yeah. No one seems to think lawn chair aviator is as funny as I do, but like, I, I just feel like pilot doesn't act like properly describe what it really is. Um, I don't either. I, like I think airborne kitist. I don't know. Uh, Ask, I don't know. Definitely not that one. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not. not yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be anything ist. Even like words like pianist, you know, rapist has ruined the ist suffix for oh, everything. I was going to go with racist, ruin the ist. Like it, I thought that's pianist, where you were going. Cyst. Yeah, it, you're right though. The ists are just. <sighs> How about it's all, ist is like half a step below ophile at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like those are the top. There's like you're never anything. But even if you're like an audiophile, where it's like, oh, I like vinyl. It's like, well, how about you just change your name? You know, you're an audio enthusiast. You mm. you enjoy a sound quality kind of guy. Whatever, not a file. Nobody likes files. Well, I, I have to put some thought. I don't know. Airman, maybe. I feel like airman is I someone like airman. who works on a plane, not not flies it. Uh, airman. There's a difference. You know, Superman. He, he's like, yeah, I'm Superman. You know, it's Seinfeld Superman. just say that. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Hello there, uh, I'm, uh, Mr. Su I'm Superman. Uh, no, I could your Airman. Oh, Airman. I could put, like, an A on my chest. Yes! <laughs> Airman. Airman. I was trying to think. It's something pioneer. You need to be... Oh, Aeronautical to... pioneer. Pioneer of the winds. Winds. Mm. <laughs> pioneer of the winds. That's not too, like, grandiose. Grand... How do you say that word? Grandiose. Grandiose. Yeah, they, no, that's what you're going to need. That's Cloud the first... captain. Cloud yeah. pioneer. Mm. That's, the, yeah. Like Cloud Sultan surfers. of the Skies and shit. That's what you're gonna say in the beginning of all your vlogs now. Just like Daenerys, where it's oh, like yeah. Woody, <laughs> Sultan of the Skies, owner of six mowers, you know, <laughs> and all of this green, <laughs> burner of crops and chopper of wood. I need to put Make my face on her body, <laughs> just like you, just like I, I announce myself. Welcome to Woody, <laughs> chopper yeah. of woods, owner of lawn care. <laughs> Flyer of skies. Uh, <laughs> you should definitely um, like write something in your grass so that you can see it from the sky. We talked about that, you know, some, uh, earlier. 
I talked about, so the previous owners of this place, what they would do is they'd let the grass grow tall, taller than we have, like thigh high. They'd take a six foot mower and they'd just like, I don't know, make a scribble out there. And then they'd run their go-kart in laps and they would race mm. it for time. Yeah, that's fun. We used track. to do, we used to do that in the field with cars. Um, we would get like uh, three, three, you could buy these uh, like cars, like a, I, my car was a, um, a Pontiac Sunfire. That was maybe like ten years like old, and uh, what? What's that? I had a thing for those. I never had one, but I would, like. It seemed like a car that was good, yet somehow still in my class that I could own. Well, it was three hundred fifty dollars. Had a had the front left fender was all <laughs> fucked up, but it, it did everything it needed to do. I put new fenders on it. Uh, my cousin was driving a Ford Tempo, and my dad was driving around in like a Pathfinder or something. Mm. And we were do on an oval track that we made out in the field as fast as they would go. And but it would quickly devolve into like bumping and rubbing and pushing the other guy out of the road away uh, and spinning him out and we would always have flat tires because no one I would flipped. always put oh not even close no on grass you just slide it you know you've got a catch to like flip and on gla- on grass you just keep going it's it's a lot of fun hmm I'm, and you can just floor those two wheel drive cars I have um I had a friend who bought a not a Forerunner what's the Nissan version Pathfinder. And uh, I don't know if they modified it or if it was just good, but it jumped well. I know they did some stuff, like take the doors off and make it lighter. And, um, like, I, because I had, like, everyone else, like, had these trucks they modified, and I had, like, a real rock-crawling buggy, I like, my status in the community was somewhat elevated. And, um, or at least that little subset of it. And when they went jumping in it with me... They took it to a whole new level. Like they wanted, they wanted to be impressive, and we jumped that car so high we could have cleared like a Volkswagen Bug. Like it was, it was a big jump. People were like, I could have stood under that. We really jumped it high. I, I didn't know what I was signing up for when I jumped in it, but it landed smooth and straight. I, uh, I hit a railroad crossing one time going about fifty-five miles. Not one time, many, many, many times going about fifty-five miles an hour in, in an F one fifty single cab, and. It was just a hump. It wasn't mm-hmm. like there was a lot of lead up to this thing. It was mm-hmm. just flat road and then this hump. Mm-hmm. And I would hit it going so fast. And, and I wish I had someone after the side so I could know how far <laughs> I was traveling or how high I was getting. All I know is that we were in the air for a significant amount of time. And my buddy who wasn't buckled up was floating. I looked over at him and, it's, and he's like up on the ceiling like this. And, uh, and I ruined the front end of that truck. <laughs> ruined it. We didn't ruined jump. It as high as you did i don't think but my grandmother my dad's mom there was the same sort of thing a a railroad crossing that she was for some reason more than willing to hit really fast and she had like a 1970s gigantic station wagon right (laughs) (laughs) and we would sit in the back which mind you is backwards like we're i don't know if you know station wagons this big and this old and uh and she would hit it we called it the jersey bump we didn't i don't know if i could find it today but uh, yeah, and when she landed, sparks would fly out the back, which was the real like best part That's of it. That's hilarious. Like, if sparks didn't fly out the back of the station wagon, it wasn't a good jump. That's great. Um, that railroad, that, that that crossing's not too far uh, from where I live now. I, I I ought to go back over there with the Georgia like, bump. They call it the Georgia bump. Uh, <laughs> with, a, with with my car, or my buggy, or something. Probably my buggy. That would be cool. Or maybe an old junk car. I I don't know. I, I always worried that like. 
you know, I was going to land and then get squirrely because I was really going fast. We were going 50-55 when we hit that thing. It was awful. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> it can't be as, fun. Awfully fun, yeah. There you yeah. go. We played, uh, we played some Company of Heroes last time. I'm digging that game a lot. I, uh, you I, don't I say. I, yeah, yeah, I really am. Um, I, uh, I, I've joined a GB team. We're the, we're the Golden <laughs> You're Geese. You're lying. I don't of buy course, this. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, of course no, not. I wouldn't do that. Um, but I Kyle's, am digging What's game. nice about this game is that Kyle's coming to the table with all these mods and whatnot and maps that he's downloaded, and just by being there, like and playing them once, I get all those maps. Like even when I'm not with you now, I can still go play those maps. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. And you've you've got a lot more on the docket, I think, because you were saying last night you've got a bunch of new ones. Yeah, yeah, they're free. You know, you just go to that modding marketplace on there, or whatever you call it, and you know, there's hundreds of them that people have just made. And there's tuning packs that change the game, and all kinds of stickers and decals and crap. So yeah, have you found a decent Japan yet? <laughs> no, no good Japan. Or we haven't tried the one that you were speaking about. Yeah, it's last okay. Time. It's an okay Japan. Hmm. Yeah, I want a real Japan, like an actual in the game kind yeah, of balance with power. Like these, this game, from what I can tell, and I'm still a novice, is not very well balanced as far as the efficacy of all of the factions. Like it seems it like is, the though. United no, States is. is has a significant disadvantage. Disadvantage. The Soviets and it's not realistic. The Brits and and the Ger like it seems like there's. A I I don't think we're playing them right because I keep. Maybe not. There are people online think that, but then uh, someone always refutes that statement by showing these like uh, these pie graphs, these pie charts that show, um, you know, the the race is being played and the win loss ratio. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But but yeah, that 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 is my feeling from the game so far is that the Americans are not as good as everyone else. Um, I do have a commander that make the, um, those that that new commander thing that uh, that I got that mod. It makes the Americans very very good. Yeah, I was thinking about like. Like, at right now, I think we're at a stage in the... Like, the British are definitely really fucking good, because a lot of people use them. But I think we, or at least me, you're further along in the progression than I am. I'm at a stage where the British seem even better to me, because I'm focusing on micro so much. With the British, like, half of your army is just doing shit automatically. Yeah. And But as you, like, become a really good player with, say, like, the Wehrmacht or something, I'm sure that you're appreciating all that extra manpower and controllable units late in the game that you're using to fuck with their entrapments or whatever they have. Maybe but so, yeah. I do I know this. The, the Russians more. are terrible. Like they lost every game when I played. <laughs> That's true. Well, you you didn't... Your whole thing with Russia was to be helping, like, Kyle was making the, the arrowhead of the assault, and you were just going to throw conscripts at the problem. But that doesn't work if you forget to create units. <laughs> and, just, and there's just nothing coming out coming down the pipeline well, it sounds like the British are more automated so maybe that's what I should have been they are but I'm sure like they're hard to play in their own way mm. uh, if they come into if you put that mortar placement in the wrong spot and they come and kill it and it's not that hard to kill if they got yeah, some that's a lot of resources down the drain 400 manpower <clears throat> yeah I, I had more success towards the last games but I'm not the more you play it. the better you get you know if yeah. um it's, I don't know how many games we've played now, but it's, I've got probably close to 100 hours, I'd, I'd say, of actual play time. And, you guys are uh, both grown-ups, but that was something I didn't figure out until I was a grown-up. Like, it, it, when you're 17, no one has any experience. So some people are just good at this, and some people are not. You know, like baseball. Yeah, Kyle's really good at baseball, and well, Woody's not. But if Woody were to practice at baseball for the next three years and Kyle wasn't, those positions would probably reverse. And... 
I don't know, it seems obvious as I say it, but I'm like, yeah, dude, like that persistence and attitude and, and just you know, putting your time in counts for so much more than your starting level. Hey, just ask Kyle. That's what I'm, I, I, it's my catchphrase online. I'm always saying I'm so happy to be here and learning, you know, learning <laughs> more about the game and how to be a better player. Why do I think this is not really your catchphrase and that there's... No. That'd be a very uncatchy catchphrase. It was like two <laughs> sentences, and it, and it didn't articulate. If anything, our well. catch, our, if if anything, our catchphrase is, "Well, that was a whooping," because <laughs> like, <laughs> like almost like that's what we say after every match. Like like we we almost always win, and it's almost always a whooping. Um, and we're doing it against like we're not just scrub hunting anymore. We're playing people who have been playing with us long enough that they have about the same amount of experience as us, and we oh, got even hit our better. first loss. The a couple nights ago against some people that were really good, but even then we didn't get bowled over. Like we didn't get destroyed. We were in it for a good while. You know? Yeah. We um I we played the other night and it I don't know if it was two versus two or three versus three, but apparently one of the guys on the other team is was like a legit player. Like he plays competitively. Oh. But, <laughs> and we play on high resources, which just gives you more money to spend on stuff. Mm -hmm. So everybody yeah, can build same more. Game. Same game, you know. It's it's not like we put in some wackadoo wild cards or anything. It was just it's almost like not having a respawn timer. You know, you just get more stuff a little faster. Sure, yeah, more fast. We sped things up a bit, and uh, and we we whooped them real mm -hmm. good. The guy leaves at the end and refuses to play anymore, and got real angry because we had beaten mm -hmm. him. He yes. was upset, yes. and, uh, and they they were like, "Well, he's kind of known in the online co um, company of Heroes Two community." I'm like, "Well, good, because I saved the gameplay. Maybe I'll help." <laughs> It really was a whooping that we gave them that game. Like, yeah, there was, was not like a KD period was, in that game where they were doing okay. It was just steamrolling them the whole time. Like, I, I my KD's every time, 70 or something. That every game. time I've ever seen Kyle play, he got his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> That's because Kyle got put on you know, team. team short bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where he was basically like, you got, you guys, you're going to, uh, I'm trying to micro my units, but you're going to want to go to the bottom left of the screen and click the one that looks like a house. And then you're going to click one of the soldiers there. Which one? I, the one with the lines by it? No, the, uh, the, he's going to have a hat. He's going to look like, like he's ready for war. He had a you know, wrench. You're going you're gonna to click him three times. You're going to see that icon pop up three times in the queue. You're going to click the other look at house thing, and then you're going to load up on something there. Should I build a mortar, Kyle? Or there just, is a mix. There something. is a balance build there. Build something and get like, it out here. For, for, for me, I didn't bring anything to the game, right? Like, the, like okay, you, you start off with like an engineer. Then the engineer builds a building, and that building builds uh, all the units that you'll be killing people with for the rest of the game. My opening move was to take my engineer and rush him into battle. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, I, I got a guy on the flag. And this is, so from my perspective, I was terrible. On the other hand, you know, the lessons were few and far between, I thought. It's hard, it's hard though, because, you know, okay. I, I, we were, we're playing too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah you get, the, you're busy doing we something. Pretty much, we go huge amounts of time without talking. And yeah. as long as everything is going well... You know, we can be silent, and every once in a while, there's just a courtesy like "You're doing all right," and the answer is always, "Yep." Like, <laughs> and yeah, every once in a while, it's like, "Nope, nope, it's not going well." Oh, oh, nope, oh, yeah, it's not going well, and then everything crumbles. But that's that's few and far between. We've been doing well. You know, yeah. we're I looked up something that I want to try, where they have like two v two strategies. I guess that's the, like one of the most popular game modes amongst the public. There is two v two, and it's like complementary commanders. And so like Kyle would be the British guy who uh, focuses on you know supply drops, and I'd be the German guy who focuses on 
supply yes. drops. And so we just constantly have a fuck ton of resources. That was one I was looking at. Uh, or we can we have so much air support that it's just bananas. Or, you know, you're all defensive and I'm all tanks. Uh, yeah. That's a cool game. I like it because it's it's kind of it's almost a World War II simulator. I know it's not hyper realistic, but it's it's quite realistic. Um, yeah. And uh, and and I'm digging that because you know, I don't know. I guess some part of me wishes that I had been alive during that generation and could have fought in that awful awful war. But right. I don't even like I don't even like camping in Georgia. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Normandy might have been a real uh, real tall order. Maybe you should up. have been a pilot. Man. Wandering around Bastogne in the middle of winter. Yeah, you know, but um, but who knows how any of us would have fared in that in that time? Maybe they don't make them like they used to. But uh, but yeah, cool cool period of time in, in human history. Yeah, if not the United States' history and the world's history. Very neat. Right. You can probably wrap it there. Yeah, sure. PKN episode ninety-five. A little extra long this time. I hope you guys enjoyed it.